Hey loves, it's Yolanda Renee, host of From Shadow to Sacred, It's Sex in a Raw, a podcast where we are here to educate, entertain, and inform about all things sex, sexuality, and sensuality. I myself am a board-certified, kink-conscious sex therapist, and I am here to create the space. You ready? Let's go. Hey, it's Yulinda Renee, the spiritual clinical king conscious counselor and self-awareness guy. Yes, I've changed it. Hey, y'all, this is episode, solo episode number three for me and episode number one, five, ten, fifteen of From Shadow to Sacred is Sex and Raw, and I am your host, and it's my solo episode number three. And so what are we talking about today, y'all? For tonight, we are talking about from my episode, Eve ain't always easy, especially for me, while learning to love being a woman. Now, I have been on social media everywhere, like I said on my trailer yesterday, talking about being at ease and being at flow and the fact that pleasure is our birthright. And all of those things are true. All of those things are true. But then I have to take a step back and ask myself, Yolanda, how are you going to talk about Ease being our birthright and allowing ourselves to be in flow and all this other good stuff and not talk about how it's not always easy to allow ourselves be in flow for various reasons, you know. And so we're going to get into that today as a black woman who has been used to wearing the cape, right, who has used to being independent doing everything, taking care of business, you know, don't really need a man because I got it, right? The idea of allowing things to be easy, the idea of allowing myself to be in flow was not taught. One of the first conversations I had on this podcast actually was on Clubhouse, and I asked them, have you ever had the sex talk as a shorty, right? Did you ever have that conversation? One of the conversations I didn't have was what does it mean or what did it mean to be a woman? What did it mean to be in a space of allowing? What did it mean to be in a position of flow? Oftentimes, unfortunately, especially my generation, the 80s, probably some of the 70s, as women, especially a Black woman, right, was taught to be independent, make sure you can pay your own bills, you gotta be strong, you know what I mean? Make sure you can take care of yourself, make sure you know how to grind. Even we're t- was taught, make sure you make your guys plate first. Those type of things were something we were taught, at least something I was taught, but I didn't understand the reason behind it. I remember when I was a shorty and my mom would make my dad's plate first. I'm like, why? <laughs> Why the hell are you making this play first? I didn't understand the concept. And she never sat down and explained it to me. She was just kind of like, you'll figure it out. I'm like, but you can't tell me the secret? Like, is it a fucking secret? You can't (laughs) tell me why he get his play first and us shorties got to sit back and wait. So that was my introduction to womanhood. You take care of the bills. You do what you got to do. You make sure your guy get his play first. That was it. So basically, I was taught that you do it all. I was taught that you do it all by watching and seeing what I saw in my household. That was the message that came across. Also, as a shorty, I shared this lesson a lot. I shared the story a lot. When I was six years old, my father was married before my mom had five kids, um, had an interim baby, (laughs) met my mom, and then had me. So in that first set of kids, 
I got to know my brothers and sisters, right? But you ain't supposed to have a favorite, but I had a favorite. My favorite of that group of siblings was my brother, Patrick. That was my ace, right? And my mom and dad are, are 17 years apart. So my dad got married when my mom was two and he was 19. So you can only imagine that some of his kids are about the same age as my mama. That's a whole situation. That's not what we're talking about today. But my siblings were a lot older than me. And so at six years old, my brother was my ace and I'm pretty sure he was in his teens. I can't even really remember how old Patrick was, you know, but he was my guy. You know, I felt safe with him. He felt like a big brother. I loved him so much. And then he passed away. Sickle cell runs in my family um, from my father's side. Several of my brothers on my father's side, my brother Patrick, um, my brother Gary passed away from it. My youngest child has a form of sickle cell, so it runs in the family. So my brother, when I was six years old, passed away. And I remember my mom coming to my room and telling me, hey, you know, I was in bed. I can't remember if it was daytime, nighttime. I was going to bed if I was waking up. And she told me, Patrick passed away. And just as I was beginning to emote, right, just as I was beginning to tear up, she said, "Mm -mm, you can't cry. You can't cry. You have to be strong for your father. And I will never forget this. I just, this, this memory, this moment in time has stuck with me and has colored my existence in so many ways I wasn't even aware of. But in that moment, what it said to me was that I had to subjugate, I had to press down, I had to push down my feelings and be strong for someone else. And that is part of the conditioning of being a black woman, not necessarily my story, but this idea of being strong, this idea of being a rock for everyone, you know, whether or not that's your parents, whether or not that's your siblings, whether or not that's your mate, grandmas, aunties, whomever, this idea that we are the rocks, we we the strong ones, right? My nickname was literally the rock. <laughs> My nickname was Yulinda Rock. And what's so interesting and twisted about it, I wore it as a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, I'm a rock. Yeah, I could take care of any motherfucking thing. I got this. You know, I got it. And <laughs> I I was proud of my strength. Not saying that we shouldn't be proud of our strength. The thing about it is that I did not know how to release that. I did not know how to step out of that. I did not know how to not be in control, to not be the rock, to not be the one who fixes everything, who pushes down my own feelings, my own emotions, my own needs to make sure everyone else was good. I never learned how to do that. So when I talk about ease isn't always easy, It's not because if we are dealing with programming, if we are dealing with a lifetime of experiences, oftentimes we have to look at those. Oftentimes we have to strip those away. Oftentimes we have to allow ourselves to let that stuff go. But if that's been such a big part of our identity for so long, so the thing about it is that when you've been in that position for so long, it's difficult to take that cape off. It becomes a part of our identity. It becomes a part of who we are. And the idea of taking that cape off, you feel like you're naked. You feel like you're vulnerable, right? You feel like you're exposed. And so as I invite us, including myself, to step into this space of flow 
and allowing and ease, it requires us to look at our life and how we've been showing up year after year after year. And in what ways have we not allowed it? In what ways have we been scared to allow it because it's uncomfortable, because it doesn't feel safe? Because our programming and our upbringing has shown us or has told us that it's not safe or it's not to be trusted, right? That if someone is being too nice, if someone wants to do something for you, it's an agenda. There are strings attached, right? And so we get into a habit of where even when people try to do something nice for us, they're trying to give us love. We're like, what's that? <laughs> when we think about some of us who are addicted, addicted to toxicity, toxicity, who are addicted to struggle love, who are addicted to that push and pull versus being in ease, right? Because that's what we know. That's what we're used to. That was that is what has become comfortable. And I I felt convicted by coming out here and, and having this messaging of ease and flow and this and that and all of this and not discussing the struggle. Not discussing that that is not always easy to do. And that was the whole point of coming to this conversation tonight is for us to begin to first recognize that it makes sense for a lot of us for not to be comfortable, to give ourselves some grace. We have to be conscious of when that old programming kicks in, when your mate is saying, hey, I got that. Don't touch the trash. I'll pull, I'm going to put that out. Why are you touching the car door? I get that one a lot. I'm so quick to come hop up in the car. <laughs> He's like, what the? F Stop touching the car door when I'm with you. Allow me to open your door. And something so simple, you would think that would be easy. And it's not because it's programming. I'm so used to doing it myself. I'm so used to doing it myself. And now that I'm in a position where I don't have to, it's not always comfortable, right? It's not always comfortable. So giving us that permission where we can allow it, being conscious of when it shows up and checking ourself, checking ourself without our mate, whether or not that's male, female, or anything in between, getting to a place where our person does not have to continuously call us out like, damn, won't you just let me love you? Damn, why is it so difficult to love you? Why won't you just let me make your life easier? Understanding where that comes from. It is our job to do our process. It is our job to deprogram, to be conscious of where these things come from. Like, damn, my mama didn't trust any damn body. So could it be that? Ooh, I never saw a healthy or reciprocal relationship in my life. Could it, could it be that? All my girlfriends in this, in this damn struggle love, and they seem to have more fun than me. My relationship boring. <laughs> boring. We don't never fight. Ugh, oh my God, it gets on my nerve. Like, it's just boring. <laughs> Who told us that drama is, a, is synonymous with excitement? Who taught us that drama is synonymous with excitement? Where we get that from? Maybe we've been watching too much damn TV, too much ratchet ass TV, <laughs> where we begin to think that their reality 
needs to mirror ours. No, there's other ways to have some excitement. I can tell you a couple of things, but that's not what we're talking about on tonight. That's a different topic for a different conversation about how to get some excitement in your situation without all the drama. Okay. And the fireworks is not going to include you throwing some goddamn pots and pans across the house unless that's what you went to. But anyway, I digress. Yes, ladies, especially black women, we are in the season of allowing ourselves to have all of the things we could ever have dreamt of. All of the things that the women who came before us fought for, bent their back for, broke their back for, lost their lives for, so that we can give ourselves the opportunity to have success that does not require us to have to step out of our womanhood, that does not require us to be bitches, that does not require us to be angry, that does not require us to put on this persona that isn't who we really are or who we really want to be. Where in order for us to be successful, we feel like we have to bury who we are and we can't be authentic. I'm going to be me all the damn time, okay? (laughs) 365, and it wasn't always like that. I used to feel like I'm just chilling. I'm good. I'm straight. I'm cool. I'm this, I'm that, you know, where I didn't even allow myself to feel the stress, where I didn't allow myself to feel all my different emotions. And you know what happened? It's the opposite of ease. It's dis-ease. It's disease. When we are not conscious of what's going on within our bodies, when our minds are so disconnected from our physical, it shows up as dis-ease. When you have these chronic headaches, you don't know why. When you're tired all the damn time, when your back is hurting, when you got the bubble guts, when you're just always fucked up and you don't understand why. You're like, I'm not stressed. I'm good, but you're grinding your teeth at night. Some, some, there's a disconnect somewhere. Okay, and oftentimes, especially those of us who are the rock, right? We can't be sad. We can't be frustrated. We can't be tired because our persona that was most likely given to us and we've been so used to wearing that now we feel like it is actually our personality when in actuality it is not. It is not. It is a role we were given by our families, by society, by circumstances. Sometimes it just was what it was and we had to show up and do what the fuck we had to do. And I get it. But if you are no longer in that situation or circumstance, then you have permission to give yourself space to allow some ease so that disease will not be your reality or your future. I think I put it on Instagram. Um, I was so I was so stressed out physically. I didn't know it. I mean, you ask me, I'm always good. <laughs> I'm always straight. You know what I mean? You know, you lend a real chill. No matter what, that's my persona. I don't give myself time typically to even process the fact that you need to sit the fuck down. You've been running. You've been taking care of three kids. You've been making sure their homework is together. One of your kids was having some social emotional issues and you had to come to the rescue. Your guy, your daddy, your mama, your friends, your clients running on empty, but not conscious of it because you want everybody to think you cool. Guess what? (laughs) I got sick to the point. I didn't know what was going on. 
for a month, December 1st. I know the exact day I was picking my kids up from my mom's house and I had some shit to do. I don't know what. And I'm coming home from picking them up and I'm just coughing, coughing, coughing. I'm like, what the hell is, is this? What's going on? Coughing, coughing, coughing. I'm like, all right, I ain't gonna worry about it. Maybe it's a cold. Didn't stop for over a month. Then it became chronic fatigue. Couldn't get out the bed you know, without having three or four cups of coffee. But, you know, I got to push through. I got stuff to do. I can't slow down. Back started hurting. Headaches. All of these things started cropping up. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, maybe I got COVID. Maybe it's, maybe it's Corona, you know. Got tested. Negative. No Corona. I'm like, okay. Okay. So after six weeks <laughs> of this constant malaise, I finally went to the doctor, finally went to the doctor, x-rays, the whole shebang, whatever. Couldn't figure out. Couldn't figure out what it was. Maybe it's bronchial asthma, maybe, you know, I don't know. Could not figure out what it was. Got chest x-rays, everything, lungs cleared, everything. So I'm on steroids. I'm on antibiotics. I'm on an inhaler. All these medications for what? Because I was so disconnected from myself I was so disconnected from the idea of taking a break and allow myself ease, and I just didn't pay attention. I just didn't pay attention. And my body said, look here, look here, Heffa. <laughs> Since you ain't paying attention to, to us, we got one for you. We gonna make you sit your ass down. And that's where that dis-ease comes from. When we are not connected, when we don't take the time to do a little meditation, when we don't take the time to journal, that's a whole nother thing I need to talk about. This blockage I have to journaling and writing down my dreams and goals. But that's a whole different conversation for another day. Another avenue where I don't allow myself ease. So I guess we'll talk about it. Where I create obstacles for myself. I already know that I'm a, a master manifester. I already know that if I put my mind to it and write some stuff down, but there's something that's afraid. Just being real honest, keeping it honest. There's something that when I think about writing things down to manifest, there's a blockage. There's something that's just kind of like, that'll be too easy. You ain't ready. There's something. I'm going to figure it out, though, because I'm conscious of it. And I'm all about being conscious, so I'm going to figure it out. But I got sick, dis-ease. And so the opposite of that is being in ease and in flow. And I'm going to tell you, it's a struggle, y'all. It's a struggle. I'm so used to being on go. I'm so used to being the rock. I'm so used to wearing this cape. I mean, I look cute in my cape, okay? <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna just use it for a costume from now on, but that's another conversation as well for a scene. I can be super good. <laughs> I'm gonna save that cape for something else, you know? And it's not gonna be to save anybody at the, at the expense of my own health insanity and well-being. And I've been in that state since I was six. So my loves, I say all this to say, give yourself permission to at least begin to be conscious of how you block ease in your life. Because we can't allow ease when we're not aware of where the blocks are. So we can get that ease flowing through all parts of our life. Through all parts of our life. So we can be satisfied 360 degrees in all areas, relationships, our health, our financial status, our life in general, 
our sexual relations satisfied in all areas of our life is what I want for us. And just to kind of finish up on this whole idea of when learning to love being a woman, I didn't like that shit. <laughs> I did not like being a woman. I know a lot of my friends say, oh girl, I love being a woman. Being a woman to me meant work. It meant work without any luxury or downtime. It meant kids, bills, job, and that was it. And cramps and all that other stuff that comes with being a woman. Being a woman seemed like no fucking fun at all. It meant that you had to be restricted in your sexual activities. Dudes out here hoeing it up. And it was cool. So what I saw growing up, what it meant to be a woman, looked like sacrifice and work. Very little satisfaction. Very little ease. So that goes hand in hand with my story. That's why I did not enjoy being a woman because of all these goddamn obstacles and all these restrictions on what it meant to be a woman. I'm like, nah, I wowed out a little bit in my 20s to kind of make up for me, but also a different conversation. <laughs> also a different conversation, but I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. And it's still taking me time to release all the notions of the disadvantages of being a woman, my biases as to what I think being a woman is or what it looks like, understanding now that I have permission to dismantle all of that and reprogram all of that, I can make being a woman whatever the hell I want it to be. How freeing, how liberating, how scary. Because also that means I have responsibility for what it looks like and how I show up and what that means for me as being a woman and taking ownership of how how I want that to look and not being ashamed of it, not allowing anybody to make me feel small, not allowing anybody to put me in a space where I feel like I cannot be my authentic self and show up how I choose to show up as a woman. And guess what, (laughs) y'all? I don't give a shit what nobody got to say. Hey, hey. (laughs) Team, I don't give a F. Yes. I show up fully. And also, I still got work to do. So with that, my loves, this has been episode number three of me solo and number five, 10, 15 of From Shadow to Sacred is Sex in the Rough. Hey. (laughs) Oh, yes. Before I go, let me tell y'all what's going on. Look at me about to be remiss. First of all, I should have said this from the beginning. Y'all should have definitely um, have shared this by now because I was dropping some. Everybody say dropping gems. That's getting old, right? Why are we dropping gems? They precious stones. We should pick them up and and be tender with them. (laughs) I've been giving some, some knowledge and I've been sharing my story. But share this broadcast the last Friday of the month of the woman, I'm doing a Power of the P panel with some dynamic ass power partners. P standing for process and progress. Y'all definitely wanna be in tune for that. 7.30 Central on the 26th, live with some dynamic women. I'm gonna be putting a promo all over the place. Beautiful, lovely, powerful ass women. We're gonna be having conversations about lots of cool things. So make sure you put it on your calendar the power of the P panel. Y'all like what I did there, right? <laughs> Progress and process with my power partners on the 26th of March, the last Friday of the month of the woman as we close out 
I felt like that would be an awesome way for us to culminate this dynamic and wonderful month of so much, so much greatness happening. Yes. Okay. So that is all. Love y'all. I will see y'all on the flip. Bye for now. Hey loves, now I hope y'all enjoyed that last episode of From Shadow to Sacred is Sex and Raw and that y'all are staying in tuned and following us in all of the places so you can get the episodes as they drop. Until next time, see y'all on the flip. Bye for now.